What's up, everybody? Welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm the fiance, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're talking about Bendy and the Ink Machine, developed by Kindly Beast or Joey Drew Studios Incorporated, published by Kindly Beast and Rooster Teeth Games for the consoles. So first, I want to say apologize for last week. That was all my fault. Um, I got really, really sick and like it would have sounded terrible. I would not have had any energy for the for the episode. So we're really sorry that we had to miss last week. I'm clearly feeling much better. So we're very excited to talk about this game. Aren't we, dear? Well, I'm excited to talk about it. I don't know if you are. I'm excited to talk about it, despite my feelings on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually... You have, have, like, I have you to thank for bringing this game to my attention because I didn't know much, if anything, about it prior to you playing it. There's a um, there's a YouTuber that we both, like, that I started watching and I kind of turned you on to him. And <laughs> No, Michaela. We need to give a shout out, first of all, to oh, Michaela. Yeah. She's the one who turned me on to Stupendium. And... Uh, and she's also the one that brought... Um, I do want... I have a clarification. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yeah. For It Takes Two, Michaela, our number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> she is actually the one who originally said it because her and her husband played it together. Um. And then because Google listens, all of a sudden I started getting the ads in the, the articles and stuff like that. So I want to give her credit. And then she is also the one. She showed me the song for... Outer Worlds, mm -hmm. and that is how we got introduced to Stupendium. But he also plays the songs for Indian Ink Machine. Okay, so that is that is how I found Stupendium. But Bendy, actually, I found him because well, the game because um, I was still kind of figuring out what I wanted to play and and stuff like that, and I really loved. Um, Bioshock and I really loved We Happy Few and I really loved um like Fallout and mm -hmm. all the kind of like old timey sort of um aesthetic and so <laughs> when you put in you google games like this uh Bendy kept coming up and it's a fun little potato chip game um just five little chapters that are pretty quick mm -hmm. um and i've played it multiple times now <laughs> <laughs> well, it, well yeah so what i was getting at was that i didn't really know anything about this game until um like i watched a youtuber who had a theory about it and i watched that okay well now you need to cut all that out because i cut you off and thought you were talking about stupendium i'm not gonna cut it out <laughs> <laughs> why would i cut it out <laughs> Yes. So there's a YouTuber who had a who had a theory about this game and I found that really interesting. And then all the stuff that that you just were saying about how you kind of got turned into turned yeah. on to it. And then those two worlds kind of collided. You were playing it, you were telling me how much you were enjoying it. And while at first it didn't seem like a game that would have been up my alley, and I'll I'll fully admit, I'm I do not like jump scares. Mm -hmm. Like I, I feel it's the lowest form of trying to get a rise <laughs> out of people. To me, it is the it is the like fart joke or swearing joke for comedians. Like it's to get a cheap laugh. I feel the same about jump scares. Like it's kind of a cheap way to get somebody scared. So to me, 
like jump scares aren't scary they're more infuriating oh i think you're just infuriated because they work on you well so well that's but again that's 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 part of it is that yes i'm very anxious i'm very like i mean i'm like basically a you know man-sized chihuahua with how on edge i constantly am and yeah i don't like being jump scared I don't like being scared, period. I do like horror stuff. I like stuff that is unsettling and unnerving, you know? So this game wasn't like, I knew that this game probably wasn't going to be up my alley because it was more, I knew that there was going to be jump scares in it, but I thought that like, there's like a deep, rich, like lore to it. And there's a ton of, you know, history and story behind it. So I didn't immediately write it off. And you and I had conversations mm-hmm. that I I didn't immediately be like, well, I'm never going to play. I was like, maybe I'll play if I feel like I can handle the jump scare part of it. Like you said, you've played it multiple times. You know, I mean, is there anything else about like what you knew before you went into it? Not really. Um, I, I kind of watched a couple of quick videos about gameplay and stuff like that because I was just curious. And it was kind of my first foray into like smaller games after playing kind of some more open world. Um, I played, like I said, I played that one after Fallout. Mm -hmm. And prior to that, I had played We Happy Few, which is a little more open world. Um, And this is such a narrow, like you have to walk down this hallway, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not, it's, it's a small game. Um, Yeah. So I had watched videos um, about a little bit of gameplay and then read some reviews and then I like rooster teeth. So when I saw that they were a little bit involved, I was like, if they like it, I'm going to try it. Well, that's so funny too. I didn't even realize that they were a part of it until I put it in and started playing. Oh, really? And I saw their logo and I was like, <laughs> because I love Ruby. I mean, I like I love the first couple of seasons of Ruby. I even tried the Eclipse game, and it's not really good for single player. And then we can do a whole other podcast about that one if we want to. <laughs> um, because I actually think it'd be fun with friends and like other people, mm. because it is supposed to kind of be played like in a group. Mm-hmm. So running around being yourself in that kind of game. Like I said, maybe we'll do something on that one. Maybe not. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> the whole Rooster Teeth thing really kind of surprised me. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, I don't mind the jump scares. I'm sure you hear me you hear me squeak from the other room yes. a lot. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I don't mind the jump scares. And I, I kind of went on a horror game kick anyway. Um, you know, I played Little Nightmares, which is nightmares, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, which is um, pretty creepy. And then I played, like, in, Until Dawn and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't mind the jump scares as much, um, and I thought it was just creepy the whole time. Did you, just because I'm curious, did you play the any of the other ones in the New Dawn? Like, Because the New Dawn is like an anthology. Um, did you play any of the other ones? No. Okay, I was just curious. Just, just like I said. No, I keep meaning to. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, so ladies first. But uh, without any spoilers, what did you think? Well, I enjoyed it because uh, you... You're an animator, right? And you get this letter... No spoilers. Oh, I thought... Well, that's not a spoiler, is it? Yes! You're talking about the story. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right, yeah. So I really liked it. I thought it was fun. Um, I thought that the the gameplay was fun, and then there were several different things that you had to do throughout it that were... Fun. <laughs> How many more times can I say that? I don't know, but we're going to keep a tally. 
<laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the story. Um, I know you had some issues with the gameplay. I did not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I liked the feeling of the game and I liked the way it ended. And um, even though it was also frustrating. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. No. So. I unfor- uh, so I did not enjoy my time with this game, <laughs> and and this is part you of. You didn't r- finish the game. Well, that's that's the thing, right? You said it. You said it before. There's five chapters, and the chapters are only thirty to forty five minutes long. Like it does not take you long to get through these chapters, unless you're me playing it for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> it probably took me like an hour at least <laughs> for each chapter. Um, and yeah, like I said, I mean, and there were surprisingly little jump scares. Like, yeah, there's not a ton. It, like during my gameplay, I expected a lot more. I realized that I wasn't having fun. You know, by the end of the first chapter, I was like, okay, got to the next couple, got through those. And then, yeah, there there's a moment where what they want you to do versus the control, the way the controls work that I was like, this is frustrating <laughs> and I'm not having any fun. I'm going to be done. <laughs> okay. Let's get real. You rage quit. I did. I totally <laughs> did. I did. Yeah. Um, but with all of that being said, I get it. I understand why people would like it. I understand its appeal. And the other thing that I kind of thought about was maybe if I hadn't had so much preemptive knowledge. Oh yeah. Cause I, I do tend to spoil stuff for you. Well, and, and to be fair, like we watched the YouTube videos, you and I were talking about it long before mm-hmm. we even thought about, you know, coming on here and talking about it. So I had quite a bit of knowledge. So maybe all of that contributed to just me, not just being like, like I'm not invested in this and I don't care if I walk away in this moment of anger and frustration. And to be fair, the other day I actually thought about trying to get back to it. <laughs> and I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I can beat that boss for you. If you I, want, I, my love. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be the first time that that role has been switched. I huh? Know. <laughs> All right. So here comes your spoiler warning. Hey guys, just want to give you a heads up from here on out. There's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. Okay, so as you were saying, you are an animator. Yeah. And do you remember your name? Henry. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You are invited back to the studio by your friend and business partner, Joey Drew. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, is it... I was like, it's not Bertram. It's not. <laughs> All I could think was Bertram Piedmont because that's our fish's name. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So the first thing that you notice is the art style. The art style is incredible. I love the art style in this game. It it has this really nice, it's like. It's like cartoony, but rich. Yeah, it's not black and white, but. But it's not super colorful. But it's not really either. colorful. Yeah. Yeah, I love the art style and it's um it is very it feels very like 1950s-ish too. Mhm. Yeah, Bendy himself looks like early iterations of Mickey Mouse, mm-hmm. that kind of cartoon era, you know, drawings cuz this does take place in the year 1963. Uh-huh. So again, it all kind of lines up. So yeah, I mean like that is just a like just jumps out at you. But I did have one problem with it is that so you, so like I started trying to sprint 
and I could oh, have, yeah. I could have swore that the edges would get redder as I was sprinting. And I was like, is this hurting me? Is this draining something? It's just the art style. Like it's just the way that the art style is, is that it just made it look like something was happening. And I probably spent a good five minutes like testing this out. Like <laughs> I'm going to run down this hallway and see if I die or I pass out. Well, nothing's happening. I'm going to run back the other way. I don't know that I even noticed. Yeah, I, I was probably too busy being scared. Probably because, <laughs> because this is the next thing that you notice is the audio. Oh yeah. And it does a really good job of setting a good atmosphere. Like there's creaks. You hear like doors moving uh-huh. and like you hear like rustling sounds. Did you notice and you see it in the first chapter? Did you notice that like all of a sudden a light will turn off or a door will close or something like that? Yes. Yeah. That that was pretty fun, too. Yeah. They, there's a lot of fun stuff that there's that cardboard cutout that, that like pops out in the middle of the out. hallway. Yeah. You turn the corner and all of a sudden it's in the middle of the hallway. Yeah. It, you, it was leaning up against the wall. You turn the corner and then it's right there looking at you. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I squeaked at that. <laughs> the, the, the one, the one uh, jump scare that got me is there's like a part where there's two doors and you open one of the doors and a cardboard cutout like oh, falls, falls at you. Yeah. Like halfway falls out the door. <laughs> that got me really bad. Um, well, actually, I'm sorry I missed it. I, maybe it wouldn't get me like it got me bad for like, okay. It didn't get me really bad. I, I went, uh, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then I don't care that I missed yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't react. I didn't squeal or anything, but mm-hmm. like, cause again, I was kind of like, erg. <laughs> because, because at that point I'm like, God, the, like, cause this is where one of my gripes comes in is the controls. I just feel like you move so sluggishly. Like, like even like running is still slower than most games I play walking normal walking yeah well I think it's supposed to I think it's supposed to increase the suspense because you're not a fast character Mm -hmm. like things chase you in this game and so um you're just like oh my gosh I need to run faster and I would mash that button felt like you were you know running through jello like you do in a dream it's like a dream like like nightmare quality. Yeah. And that's that's a really good analogy because you're right. That's exactly what it feels like. It just it feels like you're running through something and it's slowing you down. Yeah. So upon arriving at the studio, it's all abandoned and dirtied and there's like ink splotches everywhere, right? And no one's there. Yeah, nobody's there. You end up discovering that the that it was in that somebody installed an ink machine. Yeah. Like in the like in the not in the depths but like off in the far corner because there's there's like the animators room yeah you know when you first get in there yeah um and then you go to the back and there's like a bunch of offices and stuff yeah yeah and you you find you find this ink machine you decide you know obviously because this is the game and this is what you do is that you're gonna go to try to fix it and try to turn it on so and this kind of starts like the gameplay aspect of it because this is another thing common theme through the game is fetch quests Mm -hmm. it's a lot of go here get this bring it back here or go collect these five things and then bring them here and we'll talk about that in chapter three because that one was a that was obnoxious (laughs) (laughs) when these levels are so small that they can only they can be completed in less than an hour like it's not it's not complicated yeah 
but it can get disoriented. It can. You can get really disoriented because, um, you know, if you keep the light level low and everything looks really similar, um, yeah, you. it's really difficult to be like, did I check this already? Um, and I swear there are doors that I checked that were locked and yeah, I went back and then they were open. No, that's true. Yeah. That's a thing that happens in that game. Oh, yeah. No, that's the thing that happens um, because you're not supposed to get in there yet. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, why is this door unlocked now? Yeah. So, so that could be a little, that could be a little bit of a problem. But again, I, I mean, mean, I didn't have a problem. <laughs> I'm just saying it can be a, it can be a problem having to go and do all these fetch questy stuff. Yeah. And I because I think it's not so much. This game is not about combat and no. it's not it's about being spoopy. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, they're like, go into these really spooky corridors and get all the crap that we need. I, I do like the mini games. Like in, oh, yeah. in in this first one, you do you come to like a break room and there's a dartboard and you can play darts. Uh -huh. And I kept waiting for something scary to happen, but I played three or four rounds of darts and nothing happened. No, uh -uh. Um, you know, so that was kind of like a fun little aside. There's a handful of little things that you can interact with in this game. Mm -hmm. After getting all that stuff and turning and fixing and turning on the ink machine, um, you end up going back to it. But now you're attacked by an ink creature known as Ink Bendy. Whoa. Who resembles the studio's mascot, Bendy, but he's, he's a lot scarier. He's a lot scarier because he's like seven feet tall. Spindly. He, yes. Sharp teeth. Yeah. Like no eyeballs. Yeah. Is like a pretty creepy. And, and again, this is like another. Um, he's like an ink demon. Yeah. And it, this is another one of the jump scare moments because you come around the corner and it's all boarded up. And like as you approach it, he jumps. Like at the boards so then you end up running from him the floor gives way and you know after draining that you find a room filled with coffin co coffins coffins Coppins. yeah coffins <laughs> <laughs> um you find a room full of coffins and a strange diagram on the floor which you step in you see a vision of the ink mach machine a wheelchair and ink bendy before passing out and that's chapter one mm -hmm. now this one was this one was okay. You know, this chapter, again, right, it's a lot of introductory stuff. It's, you know, again, right, it introduces, um, doesn't introduce combat, but it introduces the the running mechanic, the exploration parts of, a, of it and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and the jumping and uh, that's a... That's really about that's it. That's about it, yeah. 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 Um, so it's a good little fun introduction. And, you know, it's... It's good from a story perspective because now now we are literally falling into the mystery, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So then we move on to chapter two. This one's, called, I guess, called The Old Song. Didn't realize that they um, were. That they had a new song? That, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't really remember them being labeled. They do. I, yeah, they all have names, but I don't rem I, I don't know that I ever really knew them. I yeah. just played them. Yeah. I mean, in, and in theory, thinking back on it. Right. So like chapter one was called Moving Pictures, mm -hmm. which kind of makes sense because now Bendy's moving, you know, the cardboard cutouts and then the actual ink demon is moving. And then this one's called the old song. And like it all takes place like in the music department. Mm hmm. So you end up waking up and you're going to go look for a way out. You end up to the music department. You see that there's an exit at the bottom of the stairs, but the stairs are flooded and blocked. With ink. Yeah. And this is when we actually first get combat. Because yeah. this is when you start battling the creatures known as searchers, which are just like 
ink torsos. Yeah, they come out of like ink splotches on the floor. Yeah. And they like crawl towards you. I'm pretty sure I squeaked at the first time those came out too because I wasn't prepared. I, I vividly remember in the first one or in the first chapter, I was like, I don't have a weapon. I'm not fighting anything. And then this one, you end up getting like a, a pipe or a, a wrench. I think. A, yeah. You end up getting something. Pi- yeah, a pipe, either the pipe or the wrench. I don't remember. Yeah. You end up getting something. And I was like, now we're going to have combat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, cause now I can defend myself. Yeah. I, um, that was a game mechanic that I learned pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. No weapon flee or no combat. Uh-huh. Now I have a weapon going to have to fight some fools. <laughs> after you do battle then you find the music director sammy lawrence's office with a pump switch inside that could drain it but his office is blocked by massive ink link so you have to find two valves that lower the ink pressure one of them is being held hostage by (laughs) the lyricist jack flane who's been turned into what's called a swollen searcher yeah i think he's just a he's just he was the one he's the searcher with the hard hat right is that the one where you have to like, like you raise the thing and, and then you drop it on his you head? Drop it on his head. I, I didn't remember it being a hard hat. I, I it looked like a hard hat to me. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah, I didn't remember it being a hard hat, but maybe it was. I don't know. Yeah, I. Uh, I am. Um, I just remember that. <laughs> that took me a very long time, because you have to herd him into that position mm-hmm. by like chasing him. And like anytime he saw me, he would run. I just don't know what my issue was with that, but I just. Probably spent like a good 15 minutes or something stupidly long <laughs> trying to get him squished. <laughs> yeah, I it didn't take me that long once I like once I saw the levers and I was like, oh, that's going to raise that one up. I'm going to have to get him under there. Yeah. And like I literally only took like like he was in front of me. I moved towards him. He went like behind me and to the right. Mm-hmm. So I backed up, hit the switch to lift the thing, and then he went back underneath it. And then I just dropped what? it on him. It was super easy. I remember because I, I figured out what I needed to do pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but I, he just kept moving out from underneath it. And I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, next time you play, let me know and I'll do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think I figured it out now. The The last couple times I played it, it was pretty quick. But <laughs> the first time I was like, what do I do? I did chase him around the room for like a good probably minute before I realized that wasn't going to work, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I could totally put you. And I don't rem- see. And here's the thing is that I don't remember like you commenting. So either you did it when I wasn't around or. I like, feel so stupid I didn't say anything. Yeah, or like you didn't want to <laughs> say anything because I don't remember hearing a lot of like, son of a bitch, get in that corner. Why won't you go over there, you stupid jerk? Like, you is, know. That, is that a thing that you hear when I play video games? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, no. Uh, you you basically are like video games on like Audible. Like you just like <laughs> you narrate what you're doing. You narrate what you're doing in a video game, but you do it in a way that is not like consistent it's like it's only about whatever you are dealing with at that moment uh-huh. if that is frustrating i was gonna say if it's annoying <laughs> yeah like you're like you don't be like oh i'm walking through the woods i'm walking through the woods you're like i can't you know i can't figure out how to climb up this stupid wall or what the fuck i hit him yeah <laughs> You know, or like, oh my gosh, this is, I shouldn't have picked this fight or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Mistakes were made. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I do have a question for you though. Yeah. How many, do you remember how many times on your first run through you went into the actual recording studio? Um, oh my God. So many. And did you count how many, uh, cardboard bendies were eventually all in the room? No. Okay. So I, so I realized this. So the way that it, the way that it's set up is like, there are, there are audio logs laying around. Mm-hmm. Right. There's the there's the one guy who's like, if they think I'm going to fix this, then I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's like the one from that guy. Mm-mm. So you go into this one and you go up into like this projection booth that overlooks where all the musical instruments are. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, you know, when you play the recording, it basically says something along the lines of like, oh, yeah, the guy comes in here, turns this thing on and then runs downstairs and runs into the room and something, something, bloody, bloody, blah. He plays blah. this, he plays that. Yeah, he runs in there and then he, we don't see him come out for ages. Yeah. So I, of course, being me, I'm like, oh, I know what I have to do. Like, I have to, I have to like start the projector, run into the room, and then activate whatever instrument with the instruments. I got to just do them all. Mm-hmm. And then that'll get me the secret passage to move on. So the first time I went in there, I went up to the booth. There was nothing down there, right? Mm-hmm. And then I went in there. And I hit all the instruments and the projector turned off and nothing happened. And I went, oh, maybe like I wasn't quick enough. Because again, the controls are kind of sluggish. <laughs> Ran back to the projection booth, looked down and I was like, there's a bendy cutout in the room now. So I turned the projector on, ran downstairs, cutout was gone. But if you turn around and look at the projection booth, if you look over to the left, you'll see one little cardboard cutout. Oh my gosh. Okay. Now, so I ran down there. The projector ran out because now I'm distracted looking for the cardboard cutout. Yeah. So I go back up. I look down. Now there's two. I turn the projector on. I run downstairs. I look back in that corner. Two cardboard cutouts are up on the balcony. You know, I don't think I've ever noticed that because Mm -hmm. I was so focused on just being fast that I don't, I don't think I noticed it. And then on the the subsequent playthroughs i mean i know what i'm doing right. so i'm you know was pretty quick about it um but that is a really creepy little tidbit there <laughs> not nine cutouts will show up oh did you did you make did you see, to see? I, I just kept doing it i just kept doing it. i was like how many of these things are going to show up and every single one of them are are up in that balcony oh my gosh after you do it nine times when you go down there like you can look and count all nine cardboard. Oh cutouts. my gosh! Yeah, and that's fun. And this is the like this was probably the first time I got frustrated because I could not figure out what order to hit the instruments. Yeah, because the game was not laid out in a way where I I get that information first. Yeah, no, you don't get that information first. So yeah. that got real frustrating. But eventually, you do find it, and it's this fun little poem that's like the drums do this, and the piano does that, and the bass goes bloom or whatever. And like, and and of course, right? Like, keep in mind this is an indie game. Yeah. And so you know, again, it's like very much on like linear rails. Like you just have to trust that if you can't figure out what to do next, that you're missing something. Yeah. And that was where I was at. I don't think I had that issue because um, because I do get so creeped out. I check out everything first oh. to make sure that there's nothing scaly hiding for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I go check everything out first. And so I had that information pretty quickly. Um, I didn't even try to do the projector until oh, yeah. I had all that information. Oh, yeah. No, so. I, I was turning on the projector. I was looking at the cardboard cutouts. I was 
plucking all the different instruments. Oh, no, heck no. When a game is scary, I check all the corners first. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, eventually, you know, so that, so, so that one I thought was a lot of fun. And then, um, so after that, right. So once you get all the valves and you do all that kind of good stuff. And this is when you're introduced to, um, to Al, uh, Alice Angel, right? No, not yet. Alice Angel? Yes. Okay. So eventually you stop the leak and you drain the ink that's at the stairs. But once, um, once you start approaching the stairs, you get knocked out by the, the uh, an ink corrupted Sammy. Mm-hmm. You end up waking up and Sammy reveals he intends to sacrifice you to ink Bendy, who he's now worshiping as a deity. Mm-hmm. And I could tell where this was going right away. I was like, mm, I don't think so. Because I'm the main protagonist. <laughs> of I'm going gonna, gonna to escape and you're going to die, son. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that Bendy's probably going to show up yep. because he's... He's he's the ink deity. Yeah. Um, so Sammy begins the begins the ritual, but he's attacked by ink and presumably killed at this point. I mean, we don't see a body or anything. No. No. Um, you end up breaking free and you try to escape, but you know, again, you're confronted by Ink Bendy. Another chase ensues. You end up blocking yourself in a storage room, um, and then as you kind of go deeper into the room. Um, and this is kind of cute, right? You go into the room and this little can of beans rolls, rolls out. out and you're like, oh, what's there? Who's there? Show yourself. And out comes Boris. This, this character, Boris the mm-hmm. Wolf. Yeah. He's kind of like the goofy character. Mm-hmm. like, And I don't mean like goofy silly. I mean like goofy from, Di- from Disney. Right. No yeah. copyright claim. Doesn't belong to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's like an old timey cartoon wolf dog thing he doesn't really look much like a wolf but no i i mean i i 100 get straight like goofy more more like take pluto but make him walk like goofy yeah yeah very much because he's got similar ears yeah he's got similar ears similar eyes yeah he just he looks more dog like than human like yeah but boris is your creation he's one of your characters that you draw and all of a sudden he's there and you're like, what the heck? Yeah. Boris. Like, yeah. And then that concludes chapter two. So then moving on to chapter three, this one's called rise and fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you end up um, being in like a little safe house. Cause you end up like passing out, like yeah. the screen goes black or whatever. Yeah. Um, so you wake up and you are with Boris. You're in like a little safe house. Mm-hmm. And to leave, you have to cook him baked beans yes. or bacon beans. <laughs> yeah, bacon beans. Uh, so then once you do that, um, you come across the toy department and find a room full of merchandise for Alice Angels. Yeah. Who's the, the studio's lead female. Yeah. Um, you're then confronted by a twisted design of her and she summons you to level nine of the studio. So this then begins... Uh, a very long and drawn out and complex, like this level kind of got on my nerves. Yeah, because also, so this level is the first one where you encounter where Bendy's just kind of cruising the halls too. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep an eye out for him as well. Um, and in order to, and in this one again, you don't have a weapon right away. Right. Um, and so you can't fight him. Um, he would kill you anyway. 
Um, but uh, you can't fight back um, at this point, so you have to hide. And there are little outhouses all throughout the game. And you hide in those. And then when he decides to piss off, that's when you can come out and continue searches. But she asks you to to get all sorts of crud. And it's like three times you have to go get different different items for her. And yeah, and it's on different levels. Like you traverse this, there's like a stairwell and there's an elevator. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's like go to level seven and get me five of these. Go to level 14 and get me three of these. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know what's funny I actually never encountered encountered Ink Bendy. Oh, you didn't? But I think I know why. Why? Did you do a lot of running on that level? Yes. That's why. Because he hears you running. Alice says, like, the ink demon is around. Don't run or you'll you'll attract him. So I didn't run through this level yeah, at all. I can't help it. I'm impatient. I know. <laughs> and you move pretty slow when you're just walking. Yes. <laughs> you only move kind of slow when you're running. Yes. Um. But, but I mean, there is a, there is a point where you do like need to use the outhouse later on. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. And not to go potty. And well, I mean, I might have, if I was in there considering what happened. (laughs) Yeah. Now that we know what we have to do, we'll just kind of go quickly through it. Right. So what ends up happening is that you actually end up, um, one of the things that you have to do is that you have to flip a switch and one of these guys from what's called the butcher gang. Oh, yeah. Which are these three guys and, you know, they're kind, you know, they're like scary, boogity boogity type guys. <laughs> um, like one of them jumps out of out of the wall and then there's like a big confrontation you have with them later on once you've actually got everything. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that more in a minute. While you're going around, one of the ones that you have to do is you have to go down to like this, um, like you basically find this like projector man. Oh, yeah. You he, know. He was the, the like the filmographer or something along those lines. I'm sure he has a name that I don't remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, he can't see you. Right. And he's got, so he's basically this tall gangly ink body, but he's got like a, a camera, like a projector face and this big light shines from it. Yeah. And if you get in the light, he runs after you. Yeah. And so one of the things you have to get like five butcher hearts. butcher boy hearts or yeah. something or butcher gang hearts butcher boy that's a store <laughs> you're finding these hearts because um it turns out and you find out more later but like she's been chopping up these characters uh to make herself beautiful or you know yeah i mean better right yeah. so yeah because you have like the normal cartoony versions and then you have the ink demon version of bendy and then this alice is like a twisted alice yeah because like half of her face is all mangled and gnarly um she's not like boris who looks normal and acts normal right um alice is even kind of on edge because like a lot of like a lot of it she's like i could kill you in a heartbeat and i'm like so fucking do it <laughs> but she's like but you could be helpful and i'm like okay and then um, I see you rolling your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's like so I've said it before and I'll say it again. When it comes to indie studios designing games, I give a lot of rope because they're they're not triple A studios. They're not these people who've been doing this forever. And they can't throw a ton of money at everything. Exactly. So like, yes, the writing is a little cl- cliche. You know, they have a lot of tropes of mm-hmm. like fetch quests yeah you know but as long as the experience is fun then yeah. i don't i don't mind it so much i mean heck we talk like i mean you know me i talk about I mean, everybody knows this by now i talk about subnautica a lot 
it's an indie studio. You played Subnautica? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's an indie game. Like, yes, like there's not, there's not a a ton to that game because they don't have a lot to, to put into it. Mm -hmm. But what they do, they do so well is Mm -hmm. why I enjoy it so much. And so again, I can give a lot of leeway for this. So yeah, I can get over, you know, that there's a ton of these fetch quests and stuff. Yeah. That there's just a ton of these, you know, simple mechanics Yeah, because they are an indie studio. But, you know, so like in this instance, when you go down to the, to the basement and you're running from the projector man and it's really cool because there's like a maze. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you're like ducking behind corners and you're listening for him Mm -hmm. and you're, you're looking for the light and you know, the hearts are like, the hearts don't fully light up. Like you can't see them from a mile away, but if you get close enough and, you know, you can use a little bit of video game logic. Right. You know, like where you're like, okay, so I came down and I went to the left and I found one right around the corner. There's probably going to be one similar on the right. Right. You know, um, this is also when I realized that death is like meaningless in this game. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, I, because, died, I died so many times in this yeah. game. And a lot of times I died to like help me move forward. Oh, my gosh. I guess that's just the difference is that. Like, I really don't want to die. Yeah. It really bothers me and it scares me to that they're coming after me. So, yeah, I, I try really hard not to die. Yeah, no, I like there <laughs> there was there was one moment where I was like, oh, I'm done. Oh, if I let him kill me right now, I can actually get back quicker than if I walk or run. So I like <laughs> ran off and died. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, in this one, um, it made it a little bit scarier or more difficult or whatever you want to say about it, um, too, because when you would collect the heart, it would alert him to your presence there and you mm-hmm. had to you had to hightail it out of there. So you don't yeah. want him to be right around the corner when you grab it. You're hoping that he's gonna be far enough away that you can get out of there. Yeah. And this this part was like this part was pretty tense for a little bit. Like I could feel myself being a little on edge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I don't know how like do you remember what you felt the first time you did it? Oh yeah. Sheer was, terror. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh my butt sweat. <laughs> I was like, ooh, this is so scary. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought it was pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. And and exactly, right? Like it again, right? It's really good with the atmosphere because there you can't run from him, you can't kill him. I mean, and I I, I think there was one point where I tried. I think there there was there's one moment where I have the ability to like hit him and I tried and it failed miserably. Oh yes. You go do that, and every time you collect everything she wants, you have to go back to the level where she was at, Mm -hmm. drop it in this, like, garbage can, basically. It's like a receptacle bin. (laughs) And then she actually gives you, like, another item to use. To utilize for the next task. Yeah, so, like, the first time it's a plunger, and then it's a syringe. Yeah. Um... You know, and then like it's like an then then you get like an axe maybe I don't remember no 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 no, no. I don't think you get an axe. There's, oh no, that's right. There's the wrench, then the plunger, then the syringe. Yes, yes. Yeah, and then she shows you the Tommy gun. Yeah, and, and that's when they come for you. And then she's like, "Just kidding!" And she takes it away. And mm-hmm. then this is when she goes crazy and is like, "You think I would let you live?" <laughs> and this is this is like one of the first big battles because there's three or four. Just three of the well, not just the not the butcher gang, but also oh the, yeah, the little ink the guys searchers. Too. There's yeah. like three or four searchers mm-hmm. plus the three. Um, Butcher boys. Butcher gang guys. Butcher gang boys. (laughs) And so let me ask you this. Did you find the axe in the the room at the top of the stairs? Yes. 
did it help you? Yeah, but only because I kind of cheesed this fight a little. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Because, like, um, I I have this thing when I play games. I try really hard to get, like, above my enemy so I can just, like, hit down at them. Right. And there's, like, a barrel in a corner that you can kind of stand on, and I just hit them on the head. <laughs> And I, I found it by random accident. Yeah. Um, and then I've utilized it every time. <laughs> Interesting tactic. Because what I did, well, what I did on my fourth go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I died a couple times. Because, yeah, the first go, I mean, is basically like, oh, I can hit this one little guy. Holy shit, I'm swarmed and dead. Yes, yes. The second time you're like, okay, maybe I can like, pr- like, maybe I'll go on the offensive. Yeah. And I'll just try to like go after them right away. Nope, you'll get swarmed and die. Yep. Um, then I went for the axe. I got in the room with the axe, Mm -hmm. grabbed it, turned around, got swarmed and died. (laughs) (laughs) And then I jumped behind the, like the, the thing that gives you the weapons uh that it's like a big cylinder. Yes. Almost. I jumped behind that. Because they couldn't get to you. They can't get to you, but you can hit them. And I just <laughs> So we both cheese the fight. Yeah. And I am not ashamed because That's a hard that's that's that, hard. That was hard. Yeah. And and again, part of it is because this game is not like when you think of melee combat games, you're quick. You have a dodge. You can no. parry. No. Nothing like that you're in this. A, little dweeb yeah. and you do nothing exactly like you have nothing to help you in this so yeah i'm not even ashamed <laughs> so then once you end up doing all that right <clears throat> um oh yeah uh it was norman polk that was the projectionist mm. um so once you're done with all of that stuff you end up getting in the elevator and she's like you're gonna leave then she's like, ah, just kidding. She forces the elef- elevator to crash. The elevator. The elevator to crash. <laughs> um, because she wants Boris, who's the most perfect Boris. Yeah. Now, we haven't really brought up a lot of the Boris stuff, and that's by design. Yeah. Because that part, of that, that stuff is kind of creepy. Yeah. The Boris that's not your friend, like, yeah, like. That stuff is really creepy to me. Yeah, because you actually come across a Boris in like the first chapter, and he. Mm, yep, and it's creepy. And it's creepy. He's like. And it's creepy. We want to leave it there. Oh. Okay. We want to say some stuff. I know we're in the spoiler section. Um, yeah. All right. I'm new. I'm a newbie at this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if you want to say it, you can. Well, now I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then, so once the elevator crashes, you wake up just in time, of course, to see Boris being dragged away by Twisted Alice. Yes. And that's the end of chapter three. Now, we move to chapter four, which was by far one of the, it started off being really fun, Mm -hmm. got a little mundane, Mm -hmm. and then I rage quit. (laughs) (laughs) You rage quit at like the end of the chapter. I, I really did. And I know I did. Like, I know exactly what happened. Like... This yeah. is this is what I do sometimes is that I'm like, I'm not having any fun. Yeah. And now I'm up against like I'm up against this thing. I have to be. And I like again. Right. I like souls like games. I don't mind beating my head against a wall. But you got to give me some help here. And I was like, these controls are just not suited to this kind of a fight. Yeah. I it's it came down to 
timing. Yeah. You just have to be really patient. You can only do one thing at a time because you only have enough time to do one thing at a time. Yeah. And I mean, you heard, and, and when we get to the fight, we'll get into more specifics about, yeah. about well, that. I heard you raging out there. Yeah. I'm like, like you, like, yeah, you heard what I was saying about how, like, how is this even, like, how is it fair? And how is it fun at that point? Like, again, like, at least with Souls games, it's like. I don't have fun in Souls games. Right. Didn't you just play like a melee game? Yeah, but not Dark Souls. No, 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 no. But oh yeah, yeah, because you duh, duh you ghost played Ghost. Human. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yes, that's that's true, right? But you like imagine playing Ghost, but instead of like looking for the red and the blue cues for like if you have to dodge or parry mm -hmm. you just go i just need to learn what this guy is gonna do like what does it look like when he does a, a horizontal attack what right. does it look like if he does like a big aoe I attack i think i didn't mind it because it's it's not like you have to do that throughout the whole game mm -hmm. so um and you've seen i played uh kina that was yeah that one i rage quit actually one, yeah i have not gone back to that one because those fights get really hard yeah no they do I mean, I'm, I tried it. I tried a couple and I was like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. And I actually got through one of the ones that you tried, but then oh, anyway. right. you still, anyway. still at the forest. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I don't mind if it's hard and I just have to learn like the timing of the thing and, and figure out like, okay, I dodge now or okay, I run now or, mm. or whatever. So I, I mean, you know me, I'm very stubborn. So that's true. I, you really do have two modes. You have like stubborn. I'm going to get through this <laughs> or you have, this is more, I hate it. Yeah. I, I hate this. And I don't want, like, I don't, this is not a challenge I need to conquer. Yeah. But yeah. I get it. And, and I don't know why, but for those fights, I usually am just like, I can do this. I know that there's a mechanic in here that makes it so that it can be done. And I just, it's like a puzzle to me. I just need to figure out the puzzle. Um, you just hear lots of swearing while I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so chapter four starts. This one is Colossal Wonders. And the basic premise behind this one is that um, Joey planned on opening a Bendy themed amusement park called Bendy Land. Bendy Land. <laughs> and that's when you meet Bertram Piedmont. Yes. <laughs> um, so this one is really fun because you basically are like, like you, you get down into this thing and it's, you know, there's like. A bunch of arcade or, or carnival games and doors, and there's a big haunted house that you have to get into. Mm -hmm. But to get into the haunted house, you got to do a bunch of these mini games to open a door, to go into a room, to do a thing, to open another door. Again, right? It's just and so that you can turn on the switch to turn on the power to the haunted house to go in and do go there, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, so the games are you have to shoot targets. Yeah, and I actually pretty sure that the first time I had you come and do it for me because I am not good at those. I'm 99.9% .9 sure that you are correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, those, that is just not suited to me. I'm not, if there's no slowdown mode, like in, you know, Red Dead, Red Dead or Horizon or something like that. I'm just hosed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and that's good because again, right? Like I, I, again, it was like, you know, come on, like this game is not designed for fast shooting. Yeah. And it's a shooting gallery. There are targets you need to shoot. There are targets that you can't shoot. But or, you were really good at that one. And I was. But it, it, don't get me wrong. Like, and I don't remember how many times it took me to get it on your playthrough. Like twice. 
And it, it took me a couple of times to do it on mine. Yeah, well, when I called you in, it had probably tried like 12 times. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our strengths and our weaknesses. <laughs> um, and the other one is throwing baseballs at milk bottles. Yes. That one. That, that one's not quite as difficult. It's not. It's the controls. Because I didn't realize that you had to throw... Like you had to pull the, cause sometimes I would like huck the, th- huck the ball as hard as I could. And other times I would just be like, bleh, 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 and it would just like drop out of <laughs> yeah. my hand. Yeah. Cause you had to like charge, like not charge it up, but charge it up. You had to push the button when the ball was at a certain height. Yeah. Oh yes. That's what it was. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So that took me a few tries yeah, to, to there's understand. there's like a bar that you have to, yeah, I got it. Yeah. So that one took a little, a few tries to get through. Um, and then... The last one was the, um, like the strongman. You swing the mallet to hit uh, the bell. Yes. Uh huh. That one first try, no problems. I don't even know how I did it, let alone how I could fail it. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Then you go into the room and you meet Bertram Piedmont. Yes, and he's stuck in a carousel. Thing. Yeah, and this is a really fun boss fight. I say fun only because it's really easy. It's super easy. It's super easy. You can stay out of his reach so easy. Yeah. And it's basically, it's a carousel. He's got four arms. Each arm has like three carts on it. Yeah. And he he spins around in a circle and then lifts an arm, does a little shake, and then slams him down. When he slams him down, there's like little light up, you know, um, joints. And you got to hit those. And you, yeah, you, you have to hit those with your ax to break them off. And you got to do that to all four arms and then you win. Yeah. And yeah, like you're saying, I didn't die. Uh, he only hit me like two times and that was because I was getting greedy. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> but yeah, most of the time you can stay out of his range. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can even walk around him without too much difficulty. Yeah. There's only like a couple areas that you have to just be careful right there. Yeah. And even then, once you knock down a couple of arms, it's you're that fine. it's that much easier. Um, so I'm obsessed with Bertram Piedmont because, again, Stupendium. Yeah. He has some really good bendy songs, and uh, he references Bertram Piedmont <laughs> in that. So thus our fish was named. <laughs> <laughs> so once you go through all that stuff, then you end up. In the haunted house. In the haunted house. And you ride your little car. And you ride your car. And it takes you to. Um, Your the, least favorite place no, in no, the we, game. We forgot the octopus ride and and escaping from the projectionist. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. Yeah. So you go into this like two level yeah. room and there's like a big like there's like two. It's like, was it like, it's like two ships and an octopus or something. Yeah. Something like that. And the projectionist is walking around mm-hmm. and you oh actually we we did also skip the part with the butcher gang where you gotta like walk around on the top and there's the uh, three of them down on the yeah. bottom and you gotta use the cans to distract well, them. To but you go into this room where there's like two there's like two ships and like an octopus in there and the projectionist is walking around and then um like the weirdest thing happened. Like I got in there and I was able to get away from him and then and I don't know if like that was supposed to happen or not, but like once you do what you need to do, all of a sudden he just shows up behind you and starts chasing you. Yeah. And I had no idea what to do. Oh yeah. It's scary. You just run. Yeah. And like I ran and he caught me and I tried to hide or I tried to get away from him in the room and he, and he caught me and I died. I only vaguely remember this part. 
Like, I don't remember this part super well. Like, you, basically, it's like you go to walk up on the court. Because, like, when you go into the room, the room is at, like, a 90-degree turn. Okay. Right? And then at that turn, there's one of those hidey houses. Yeah. The hallway goes down. You're down in there with the octopus. Um, there's, like, a thing that you have to move so you can get up. <gasps> right. Yeah. I don't know why I forgot that, like, my brain just, like, cut that part out. Well, um, maybe because of what happens. Because as you're leaving, the projectionist chases you. You yeah. jump into the little outhouse. Yeah. And even though he's right behind you, he's a little confused why he can't see you anymore. I mean, that's what happens when they chase you. You didn't see Bendy as much as I did. He saw he would be, like, right behind my butt. And i jump in that outhouse and be like, where'd you go? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's oh. how it works. They, like... You, it sounds like you avoided or fought things more than I did. Um, I like, they saw me all the time and I was just like, Wah! Yeah, no. And, and they like, they chase you right up to the door. And then as soon as you get in that outhouse, they turn around and walk away. Weird. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, with the exception of the forced encounters where I had to be, I had to run from Bendy. Mm-hmm. I never saw him. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. I think I just ran. I think I'm, I must just run everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so you're in this thing. Projectionist is standing there. Speaking of Bendy, he shows up and rips the guy's fucking head off. Yeah, he does. Oh my and gosh. drags him off. Yeah, and drags his body off. You and I it. sat in there for a long time. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, because I was like, if I come out, are they still out there? Because <laughs> you can only see that tiny little slit through the, the outhouse. Uh-huh. And so I like I sat there. And I was like, is it safe to come out? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, yeah. So, ended up, you know, yep, you leave there. And then you you end up getting on the car ride. and yeah. you And in the haunted house. And then you come into a room where there's, like, Mecha Boris. Yeah. It's like she's turned Boris into this, like, beast. He's huge and jacked. And he's got, like, a cage around yeah. his head. And. I think somebody just died next door. It sounds like it. I know. Um, He's got like a cage around his head and he's like chucking like the cars at you, like the ride cars at you. Mm -hmm. And he charges you and um, you were not having a good time. Yeah. So one of the mechanics that they introduced earlier on in one of the stages, I don't remember exactly which one it is. But you, there are these machines that have like a dial and you can set it to like a gear or a dog bone or a weapon mm-hmm. um, or a coffee cup. And then if you find like specific ink goo, like glowing ink goo, yeah, you can put it in this machine, pull the handle and it spits out the thing that you whatever the thing is that you need. Mm-hmm. Well, so when you first start fighting Boris, it he starts by, like you were saying, just rushing you. Mm-hmm. So you got to get him to a point where he like hits a wall. He drops some of the special gunk. You put it in the machine to get a wrench and then you hit him. And then, you know, rule of three, he changes tactics. Mm-hmm. This tactic is he follows you around for a little bit and then he jumps at you. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind that this guy is on your butt and you don't move quickly. Yeah. So it's very difficult. I don't. I'm trying to remember. I don't think I had that many issues. I just, I think I just, I just remember waiting until he jumped at me and then you run. When he's in the air, you start to run and he can't hit you. Yeah. I, every time he would, as soon as he was in the air, no matter which direction I started running, he would land and hurt me and pretty much one shot me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could not figure it out. And I mean, I was like, do I have to get him stuck behind something? Do I have to like, you know, is there some sort of, of 
audio or visual cue that'll tell yeah. me like which di- like, yeah. or like what direction do I have to run? Nothing I did was working. And you heard, I mean, I tried this thing probably like eight or nine times. Yeah, you did. And the, what sucks is that when you die, you have to start all over again from yeah. the very beginning of, of the, the fight. fight. Yeah. So I have to wait for him to run into something. And I mean, and I tried like, you know, like making one wrench, but not picking it up or hitting him with it. And then mm-hmm. like trying to get another one so I could have a second wrench just ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't do it. And I'm not ashamed to say that. Yeah. Like, and again, at this point, from my experience, I wasn't having a ton of fun. I didn't feel like this was a challenge I needed to overcome. I was frustrated at the don't give me sluggish controls and then put me in some sort of like halo style boss arena fight. <laughs> like what? Yeah. <laughs> because the you're right. Because as you said, the third wave is he throws cars at you yeah. and the cars are one hit kill. I don't even want to imagine what it would have been like to get there and die and have to start all over again. Oh, I did a lot. Like I probably would have broke my controller in half. (laughs) So you see what I do. I tend to like, I'll try like eight or nine times and then I go, I'm going to put this down tonight and I do something else. And then I come back to it the next day and I maybe try eight or nine times. And then I go, I'm going to put this down. (laughs) Um, And that's, that's, I pretty sure that's one of those fights that, that, that occurred with, um, like I said, with Kena, I put it, I did that multiple days in a row and I have not picked it up now in a while. Yeah. It just gets harder and harder the longer you go. I'm probably not going to finish that one. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, I think I just, I don't know, powered through it somehow. And then I was able, and then once you get, once you get the hang of it, which now it's been a while since I played it, mm-hmm. um, it would take me a hot second to remember. Right. But once you get the hang of it, then it's, it's just like a little dance. So, yeah. yeah. So from here on out, you're going to be the main one commenting. Um, did you ever meet the regular Alice? No. Uh, no, because. Okay. So, so after this fight, that is once you kill Mecha Boris, then you, um, uh, he's like going to kill you, I believe. And then another Alice, an angelic Alice comes out and whacks the shit out of him and saves you close yeah yeah remind me so you're forced to kill boris who ends up fading away oh right and then the and then the ink alice twisted alice twisted alice comes out that's right and but then the angelic alice comes out and saves you along with boris a robot handed yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) and that's the end of chapter four yeah so, um, so you didn't play chapter five. Nope. I will, I will provide the plot. You can provide the commentary. <laughs> okay. Why don't you do that? Because so you played this game more recently than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be some gaps in my, your memory, my memory. Yeah. Yeah. So chapter five is called the last reel. Not surprising. <sighs> um, so these new people that you meet, Alice and Angel and Tom, they end up locking you in a prison like a makeshift prison. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously manage to gain Allison's trust um, while Tom is like, a, I guess a little reluctant. And Tom is the Boris character. Yeah. yeah. So um, Allison ends up, ends up giving you a seeing tool so you can see hidden messages. Mm-hmm. And then you see, end up seeing a message that says that Allison is going to leave you for dead. Yep. Um, Ink Bendy then discovers Allison and Tom's location Tom convinces Allison to, to leave you to leave mm-hmm. so they can escape. 
Uh, you manage to escape the prison that you're in, discovering a secret room with a weapon behind the wall, thanks to those hidden messages. Mm-hmm. So then, once so uh, once you end up escape, you ride on a barge through a river of ink. Yeah, so that's actually the barge was pretty fun. Yeah. So you have this um, like big ink monster in the water or ink, ink. or whatever, <laughs> um, and you're on this barge, and you have to um, you have to keep it going forward or it will whatever the thing is that's in the water will get you mm-hmm. but your rudder gets inked up Boah. so you have to stop and like hit it off and you see the thing coming at you and it's yeah that one that one was a little frustrating because your timing has to be perfect yeah. or you will die um that's probably i think one of the more the things that i found frustrating about about this game is that um, that's kind of was the Boris fight too. Your timing must be perfect or you failed. Yeah. The only one that isn't like that is the Bertrand Piedmont fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's how, that's how you get through the, um, through that is you have to hit the ink off your, um, your little rudder spinny guy in the back so that you can get through <laughs> and you have to do it several times. Like you, you get stopped probably five or six times wow yeah on that's it a, and that seems excessive especially yeah in a game that's kind of been again right ruling well i guess maybe not totally by the, by the rule of three because the bertram piedmont fight is four yeah or i or i guess technically eight because there's two rivets per side of each arm i mean to be fair i suppose it could be four or five times but it's definitely more than three yeah yeah did it need to be that long did it feel like it towards the end i think what it is is that like it's like one time too many. Maybe, but I think what they're trying to do is in that portion you're trying they're trying to just increase your anxiety mm-hmm. because again, your timing must be perfect and each time you have to stop to hit the ink off of the back of the boat, um the thing gets closer and you have another chance to mess up. Mm. So, all right. Um, so then you end up arriving at a shanty town built by searchers and lost ones. And we didn't really cover the lost ones in the last chapter. These are basically like non-hostile ink people with green eyes. Yeah. Cause they're, they're like, yeah, they're like people that were trapped there by everyone else doing these rituals. Mm-hmm. So they're not, they're not the, the soul hungry one. No. Um, there you're confronted by Sammy who didn't die. Um, and believes that you are ink bendy and tries to take revenge for almost killing you. <laughs> um, you end up unmasking Sammy, but he overpowers you and tries to kill you. Um, uh, but then Sammy is killed by Tom. Yep. Who gives you an ax. Yep. And, um, re- you realize that Sammy was actually keeping the searchers and the lost ones like docile because now that he's dead, they become violent and now they're trying right. to attack you. <laughs> <laughs> so you, Allison, and Tom end up working together to defeat all the waves of monsters. Or I'm sorry, the wave of monsters. And there's a lot. Is there a lot of monsters? Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. And I remember there was an achievement that you could get because um, it wasn't a hidden achievement. Sometimes I just like to look at the achievements to see mm. if it's something I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to kill more than they did. And mm. that's really difficult. Yeah. Yeah, because... You get your ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> it's really easy to get mobbed because they just keep coming. That's it. They just keep coming? Yeah, and then you finally kill them all. Nice. 
Um, so once you defeat all the monsters, you lead the way onward and end up falling. And you end up falling into the administration administration offices, which may be what you were talking about. Yeah. So I couldn't remember whether this was in chapter four or chapter five, but um, I guess it's in chapter five. Mm-hmm. And um, you meet the the butcher gang again, um, the three main guys, and um, you have to get back into the main office to retrieve an item and uh, you don't have any weapons in this so you can't fight them and they'll mob you once one sees you they all come running Um, they're just one is walking one direction one's walking in another and one's kind of wandering and there are several outhouses in there but they're kind of hidden so you have to find them um, because the only way to not get killed in this in this portion is to hide from them when they see you Um, and it's I remember I'd hide in the office and they'd be walking by and I'm like, oh my God, they're going to see me. Mm-hmm. And then there was one time I was like, oh, they're totally not going to see me. And all of a sudden he went, oh yes, I did. <laughs> and he popped in there and I squeaked at that too. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, so uh, there's that portion. And then um, after that, I believe we're getting towards the last fight, aren't we? Yep. Yeah. Because once you finish doing what you do in the administration office, you end up in the film vault where a, mes- uh, yeah. where a message reveals that the film reel has been stolen by Ink Bendy. So Allison and Tom arrive to join you um, to try to find him. They discover that Ink Bendy's lair is a massive version of the ink machine. Mm-hmm. Henry's forced to go alone um, as the entrance is surrounded by ink, which could kill Allison and Tom. Right. Inside, Henry finds a message from Joey who talks about his downfall and how Henry can fix the darkness by showing Ink Bendy the stolen reel titled The End. Yep. Um, Ink Bendy ends up arriving, transforms into a massive monster. Yep. (laughs) And you're in kind of, um, it's a really large area with like lots of blocks of walls. And so he will charge you. So you just have to like avoid him mm-hmm. when he's walking down the, the halls, like running down the halls and stuff. Um, that one, it's not really difficult either. It, that's not super, super difficult once you get the hang of it. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to get through there. And, um, I think the hardest part for me was figuring out where in that room, like that building room thing I was supposed to go. Yeah. Um, because that's a little bit easy to get turned around because everything looks very similar there too. <laughs> so, um, so once you play the end reel, it broadcasts the words, the end and this beast bendy version ends up dissolving. Then we get a flashback to Henry arriving at Joey's house, who talks about how the two went on very different paths and how Joey's path burned because of his ambition. He summons Henry to the studio and the events of the beginning of the game game play again. Yeah. So wait a hot second. Does it call it a flashback? Yeah. So the way it way it seemed the way it seemed is that I passed out and I woke up and started all over again. Yeah, was the way it felt. So then, in a post credit scene, the camera zooms in on a signed picture from Henry of Bendy, Boris, and Alice, and a young girl asks Uncle Joey to tell her another story. So this is where the theories start to come in. Start to kind of come in, right? Like. Have you just been trapped in this vicious cycle? Yeah. Like, is this, are you just a hamster on a wheel? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the feeling I got. Like, you'll never get out. 
because they've stuck you in this wheel. Right. Like that, like the whole thing is Joey creating the ink machine and then creating just this, this cycle. Yeah. You know, and you as Henry are just stuck in it. Yeah. What's fun though, is that this, if you play through the second time, you still have that little viewy screen that Alice gives you Mm -hmm. and you can, there's messages from the beginning. So you start with it if you play through like immediately um, once the door opens the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you can use that and see um, messages like all throughout it and things that you didn't see before. So that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. And so, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I thought that it had beautiful artwork. I thought the story was fun. Um, just that it, it told you just a little enough that you're like, okay, what the hell just happened? Um, but, uh, I, I really liked the characters. I thought they were fun. I know they didn't have like a ton of depth or anything, but, um, I thought they were fun. Um, and, uh, I didn't have the issues with the gameplay, but I also don't know that I notice it as much as you do. Mm Um, I think you're just, you're so much more, experienced with games than I am that that I think you pick up on it a lot more than I do especially because Bendy was still again even though I played it several times then uh, but obviously on the the subsequent run throughs they're going to be easier because you know what you're doing right but um I think that because it was sort of early on too now I've played you know a ton of things right. you know after playing ghost of tsushima of course this game is gonna be seem like crazy sluggish <laughs> um but i also i kind of enjoy games that make you like work like that too mm. like again you know little nightmares is kind of a creepy little nothing like no combat and stuff like that right um yeah so i, I don't think that i I mind as much and maybe I just didn't notice as much. Well, like, I mean, I played 12 minutes, you know, and 12 minutes is all just like a top down view and it all takes place in your apartment. There's no combat. I don't even know what that is. That's that one where it's voice. The, Oh yes, I do. That's the one where you have to restart. Yeah. There's three characters. There's basically three characters. James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley and Willem Dafoe are like the voice actors. Yeah. Um, And you, you do, you make different choices each time to try to figure out the puzzle. Yeah. You just relive the same 12 minutes over and over again. Remember you playing that. But again, because that was the style of the game and, and a lot of where, you know, like I said, and a lot of what my problem is, is like you put in, a like a, a a fast paced action sequence but the controls didn't adapt like i didn't feel like i could really react on the same level as boris like boris moved faster and he moved like he could react quicker yeah so i I should have replayed that fight before we came back. I don't remember it meaning like being that you had to move fast. You just had to move fast at the right moment. Like you just needed to be patient and wait and figure out when, because I don't remember doing like a ton of, like a ton of running. Um, Except for all the times that you were being chased by Bendy. (laughs) Oh, I mean like in the Boris fight. Yes. 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 Um, yeah, no, I did a lot of running in that game. Um, and I'm sure I did. I, you know me, I'm a very much a kiter at mm-hmm. when I, when I fight things. And so, um, yeah, I, I should have replayed that. What a shitty podcaster I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I know. Because here's the thing, right? Maybe you had that level of difficulty the first time you played, or maybe you you didn't because you were just adapted to it because, like you said, your cup was empty right. because you didn't have so you, many experiences. The so X many years of video game playing under your belt like I do. So, right. like, you've not had to unlearn certain things. Right. It just felt so disconnected to me. Mm. And, and honestly, like, I may not have been having a ton of fun but like, I wasn't hating the experience. I kept going back. I kept telling myself like, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to keep chugging through. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it, but I wasn't having fun. Well, like I said, it's a potato chip game too. So it's, it's easy to go back to. Cause you're like, ah, oh, it'll take me like 30 minutes. Yeah. And, and, you know, and again, right. <clears throat> Maybe the fact that I allowed myself to be so spoiled about the story. So that couldn't get its hooks into me. You know, like there may, there, there could be a lot of factors and, and don't get me wrong. When I say that I don't like this game, I'm not saying it's a bad game. I actually think it's a very good game. It just wasn't for you. It's just not for me. Well, and so that's the very different because when I played it, everything was new. Yeah. So like Boris, you know, rolls that little can of soup out and I'm like, Hey, it's Boris. (laughs) Um, you know, and, um, when, uh, like I didn't know I was going to meet a devil Alice Angel, mm. you know, um, I didn't know that, um, I didn't know that I was going to go back into the game, right. you know, I yeah. didn't know that the end was going to be like, Circular. what the hell? Yeah. Um, and I didn't know about like a lot of the scares and stuff like that, that, that you already knew about. I was learning about it all throughout the game. So I think that that did kind of help my experience be a lot richer mm-hmm. when I played it. And and again, it makes perfect sense, you know, yeah. and, and who knows, maybe, you know, maybe at a different time, if I try it again, maybe I'll enjoy it. But again, this is, you know, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, Dark Alliance, you know, like that game was a shitty game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like this is not a shitty game. Was, I just it didn't, wasn't Biomutant. It wasn't Biomutant. Oh my god, that game was horrible. Which started off being super cute and got and very fun. very uncute very fast. Yeah, you play like two hours and you're like, this sucks. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is just gonna be my life for the next 30 hours. Yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah, no, I, I think because everything was new. Well, and now at least I have stopped doing that because you have your podcast. So I'm like even if I don't think you're going to play a game, I don't tell you the plot of it. <laughs> I told you the plot of this one because this was long before you started your podcast. Yeah. And I, are you going to play that game? Oh, no, definitely yeah. not. <laughs> um, so, yeah. No, I just don't tell you. I don't, <laughs> I don't blow the secrets on games anymore. No. Even though sometimes I really want to. And so I need you to play these games so I can discuss it with someone. Yeah, well... I got to I got to get through Pokemon right now before Ugh. I can get to Horizon. Well, realistically, that looks really boring. I'm sorry. That that looks like not my kind of game. Oh. My ADHD would be real pissed off at that game. <laughs> well, I'm not going to give anything away on my thoughts on it. Well, and this comes from a girl who plays Animal Crossing. Right. So like well, and that's so a, that, um, that's just it, right? Like when you play Animal Crossing, you're doing it to unwind. Yeah. Like, exactly. That's my unwinding game. That's Subnautica for you. Exactly. Um so I'm sure that this game, the Pokemon, and, and I'm not a huge Pokemon fan anyway. And and again, so, right? So like, yeah, you're not interested in the source material. Yeah. You're not interested in getting into it even. Yeah. Um 
So the fact that, you know, when you see me playing and when I tell you what I'm doing and you're like, wow, that sounds boring as balls. <laughs> like Now, this Harry Potter game, it's going to have to really suck for me to say that it sucks, I'm sure. Right. So. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, that would be like Star Wars Squadrons. Like Star Wars Squadrons, I was like, oh, I love Star Wars property, but this game is really not that good. <laughs> but it's Star Wars and I have to love it, right? <laughs> like, that's what I feel that the Harry Potter game is going to be for you. That you're going to be like, I don't care. I don't I care. I just get to play a wizard at Hogwarts yeah you're like I'm just I'm t all of the anything that's terrible about it like I'll, I'm gonna overlook I'm gonna overlook yeah like it could be like remember when we first played cyberpunk oh it could be yeah. cyberpunk but Hogwarts and you'd be like it's fine it's great it's Hogwarts cyberpunk was fun I think I enjoyed it more than some people did but yeah well and the interesting thing is that Justin really liked it but he played it after they did a bunch of fixes oh yeah well so yeah, well, that was the thing is that ours were never crashy. They didn't, they didn't crash. We could play it just fine. It's just, um, it was like the longer I played, the weaker the story got. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like that, that's not fixed. Cause you're right. We didn't have a ton of graphical problems. Mm -mm. And, and I, I still look back at that time and laugh a lot because I'm like, God, you and I were like, oh, that texture popped that's so broken like why are people saying that this yeah. game is so terrible and then we looked up with like people's cars flying off into oblivion yeah, and, we're, and like, we're like oh. oh that's what people are experiencing we're real lucky yes <laughs> i did have that one glitch though i couldn't finish that one quest remember yeah and i and i had the problem where i couldn't get uh, Johnny Silverhand's gear out of my damn inventory. Oh, like I had, yeah. I had inventory items stuck in my inventory that oh, I could yeah. not get rid of. I forgot about that. Yeah, like minor stuff like that. I was like, okay, yeah, whatever, no big are deal. You gonna, are you gonna cut all this out? Probably not. No, maybe. I don't know. I mean, we're at an hour and twenty three minutes. <laughs> I like how you were like, oh, Benny's only gonna take like thirty minutes. Well, I just kept talking so that we would have an episode for you. Uh, yes, you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking for you uh, on the last one. <laughs> there were other four chapter sections. I was talking. Yeah. Like I had a I, lot of interjections though. Yeah. It's because there's, there's, even though it's a short game, there's actually quite a bit. There is actually quite a bit to talk about. And because we had different opinions of it too. Yeah. And different experiences. Yeah. So, okay. So I guess at the end of the day, if you are the fiance, you are going to love Bendy. If you are me, you may not like it so much. So, um, hopefully you played it before you listen to this podcast, because the only common thing here is that the person who had the story spoiled for them didn't enjoy it so much. <laughs> so hopefully you played it. If you did go to our Facebook page, let us know what you thought. Um, don't forget you can uh, go to our Patreon and sign, sign up. We appreciate all the donations, um, especially right now. Things are crazy. Uh, Caleb's got a baby, like, you know, cats and dogs living together in mass hysteria. <laughs> so anything you guys can. It's raining frogs. <laughs> <laughs> anything you guys can give us um, to help support us is really appreciated. Don't forget, you can go to um, your Internet uh, email server client of choice. I'm really going down the wrong I started that sentence off really weird but I committed <laughs> I see that you committed <laughs> you can email us you can email us at no tokens required all, all one word um, at hotmail.com and you can let us know your questions your comments I didn't know you went old school with the hotmail um, yeah because we don't have our own server so I can't do a <laughs> game on at no tokens required <laughs> Just Hotmail instead of like Gmail or something. Yeah, but I use Hotmail. I like Hotmail. 
<laughs> What's wrong with Hotmail? It's I, Outlook. That's okay. I have Yahoo. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, it's Microsoft. <laughs> Who doesn't like Microsoft? <laughs> Sony fanboys don't like Microsoft. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, anything else, babe? No. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. And I guess until, no, and anything else? No? I'm Chris. Oh. No, I know that. I'm just making sure that I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> no, I right? don't have anything Facebook. else Facebook. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, don't forget to go to our, our Podbean you can listen to the shows there. Like if, and subscribe. Yeah. Share I'll, with I'll, your friends. Yeah. Let everyone know if you like what we do. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm Chris. And I'm the fiance. And until next time, game, game on. on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required created in 2020. No part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from No Tokens Required.